Well, hello and welcome to the ENS Football Podcast, episode 25. Don't adjust your phones or whatever you're listening to. This is not Nathan Judah, it's Luke Hatfield presenting. Unfortunately, Judah's not with us today. He's decided to ride the bench for this one. However, we are joined by someone who's been here almost every week, uh, Tim Spears. How are you doing, Tim? Uh, hi. Hi. You all right? Good. You, you, you kept, you've nicked his catchphrase, I've noticed, which is a bit bit, bit cloak and dagger. And I aimed to do that straight away. <laughs> it was my it was my first day. <laughs> if it ain't broke, you know, don't, don't, don't fix it. Well, hello. It's a classic, well, hello. Classic catchphrase. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I'm sure Judah will appreciate that. Um, we're also joined by a debutante today. Uh, Bloody hell. First time. On the Ines football, football podcast, uh, long overdue, Andy Turton. Hello, hello. Who's that? Uh, who? 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 <laughs> Digital journalist, is that, is that the that right? That is the correct title, would you believe? Yes, yeah. that's who it is. Big West Brom fan. Huge, huge. There is some of us around uh, in Wolverhampton, you know, so, yeah. Too many, really. I mean, <laughs> we, we're vastly outnumbered. It's quite a shock, you know, when I first come over here. We, we, from ENS Towers, I don't know whether people know where we are in the city, but you're sort of looming very close to the Molyneux. It's almost within sort of a, a stone's throw, so mm. to speak, you know. So uh, Yeah, so big big season for Albion so far, isn't it? You, are you yeah. enjoying it? Are you enjoying Honestly, it? I walk in and uh, walk into the office most days and tell people that we're eighth in the table, you know. So uh, it's been uh, it's it's been a great season so far to be honest, you know. We uh, yeah, we're flying high. All right, great. Uh, I'll I'll avoid the standard Nathan Judah chit-chat um, relating to Christmas carol and all sorts of other stuff which he normally does. Uh, we're going to get about Halloween. He likes doing that. Oh yeah, he loves that and any any Americanisms. But no, we'll dodge that today. We'll get straight into it, shall we? Uh, Wolves. This is a Wolves. deadline. This is a deadline day special. Um, a number of days after it's the a bit deadline. Late. <laughs> but <laughs> we've all been a bit tired this week. Yeah, it's been a lo- it's been a long week. Um, but Wolves, Tim, their transfer business. What do you make of it? Well, uh, remarkable. I think actually, I never ne- I never thought they'd spend. 14 million in this window, purely because they told us they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, they managed to pull the Helder Costa deal out of the bag. Just a fantastic, just a fantastic deal for the club. And there's such a feel good factor around the place at the moment. Uh, they might not be as happy when you get sold in the summer. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I think we'll wait and see what happens on that front. But to to land him on a permanent deal is is a, is a huge statement intent by, by mm-hmm. the board and by everyone you know everyone who works at the club. Um, and then to get Marshall over the line was was the minimum they wanted to do in the window, to be honest. So yeah, Blackburn Blackburn took their time. I think they've got previous for doing that. The Venkies dragged deals out until the last, literally, pretty much the last moment. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there was a few paperwork issues. They didn't actually get them over the line until half ten. Um, but yeah, they got him, and I think Lambert's really pleased with the business they've done. I think they pro- most fans probably thought they would have let one or two more go than they have done, because the squad hasn't really shrunk by a huge amount, really. They mm. bought in Vyman, they bought in Marshall, and they've only got rid of I think four first teamers. Yeah. So we were expecting more to go, um, but the game the games are piling up now with the cup run they've got as well. And obviously it's, it's not just as easy as saying, look, we want to get rid of this player, let's get rid of him. You know, especially with the loan agreements they've signed for the season as well. So we'll see a lot more go in the summer. But I think I think Wolves can be really happy with the business they've done. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I was going to touch on Ben Marshall as well. What 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 do you think he brings to Wolves? What do you think? Um, he can kind of help adapt to that club. I mean, can he can he really push a team on, or is he is he going to be seen as someone who's going to come on and make an impact? Do you reckon? Well, they, I mean, they spoke about him in the statements this week as as being a Premier League player. Basically, I mean, he's he's played three hundred games 
for a start, which for a 25-year-old is, is great. That's the experience that Wolves want. Um, and he offers versatility as well. I mean, I'm not sure where we're going to see him, to be honest, because he's been playing right back for Blackburn. Mm -hmm. But he can play winger. And he can play in the 10 role as well. He can play on either flank. So they're not really areas that Wolves have been struggling in of late. I mean, they've got Costa on the right wing. They've got Cody doing really well at right back. And they've got Vyman and Cavalera on the left, although Cavalera's injured there. So I think he'll have to work his way into the team, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But um, certainly from reports at Blackburn, you know, a very, a very solid championship performer. He's got goals, he can create goals, and he's a decent defender. So he's a really good all-round footballer and a really, really good addition to the squad. Yeah, I was going to say, because if, if, if Wolves were struggling, then you can kind of say, well, bring him straight in. But because of the form they're in, they're doing so well at the moment, it's hard to it's hard to really replace someone in that squad with him, well, I guess. Well, I was just speaking to Lambert this morning, you know, what, what basically, what, what the hell's your team going to be for tomorrow, <laughs> was, was the question. Because he's, he's made six changes on Tuesday and they've won again. See... You've got an argument for saying there's, there's probably about 20 players that can put their hand up and say, look, I should be in the team on Saturday. Mm. It's a fantastic position to be in. So, And Marcel hasn't played for a couple of weeks because he's, you know, he was frozen out of Blackburn due to the ongoing transfer saga. So he'll have to work his way into the team. And But to be honest, like I said, Wolves aren't crying out for for, bi for big sweeping changes in the, in the first team at the moment. So he'll have to work his way in. But yeah, like I said, a, a good addition. Yeah, and obviously a great month in general for Wolves. Um, lots of wins, big wins as well. The win at Anfield, obviously going to be a really memorable one for everyone. Um, can they carry it on? Uh, not, not at this level, purely because the four days that they had. I mean, Liverpool, Liverpool was just mental. <laughs> and just one of those days that you get every like five years or so if you're lucky, and then and then they they smashed their transfer record on Monday, and then they go and beat Barnsley on on Tuesday. Like, <laughs> but a, a game that you know in the past Wolves would have lost because with all the highs and the emotion from the cup and everything like that. But they've gone there and they deservedly beat Barnsley. I, mean, I know they were down to ten men, but um, that was Wolves were already two 0 up at that point. So I, I you know. The feel-good fact, feel factor around the place at the moment is just incredible. I think they've shifted about 1,500 season tickets this week, which is just phenomenal. You know, mm -hmm. they only went on sale on Monday. So, you know, I can't remember I can't remember the club feeling like this for at least a couple of years when they were chasing the playoffs in, in, in the Championship. And maybe maybe even longer back than that. I mean, D Dave Edwards, great interview after the Barnsley game on Tuesday. He said it, it feels like the 2008-2009 title-winning team, mm. which which were great days for Wolves. And, you know, he was obviously there at the time. And he's comparing it to that. So that just shows you the feel-good factor in the place. So many players in form. The fans have really bought into Lambert. Lambert, he's, he's so modest about it, but he's completely revigorated the place. Mm -hmm. um, got the fans and the players singing off the same hint sheet. And this is where you get momentum from, and they've probably got too much to do for the playoffs, but you just never know. Yeah. You never know. They're two points off the top half now. And when you're in that top half and you can see the top six, that's when that's when you you know really starts to build. So but either way, you can see them building something special, whether it's for this season or next season. So mm. it's really good good time to be around at the moment. Yeah, and just going back to that Barnsley game, should they have had a penalty? Oh, God. Yeah, absolutely. Oh mate. I mean it's... it was farcical almost, wasn't it? The referee it. Give, referee gives the penalty. Has a chat with Alino, changes his mind. But yeah, ref, ref, ref gave it. I, I put a tweet out, which probably doesn't look great in hindsight, saying there is absolutely no arguments with that. That's, <laughs> a, that's a penalty. And then 30 seconds later, he's changed his mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he gave. Bright was jostling for the ball with a defender, and I think the defender's gone over, and he slips because it's a slippy surface. And then Bright's been completely wiped out. 
and the linesman, as, as eventually said, oh, Bright pushed him in the build-up. I mean, he, he mm. didn't. Uh, you know, it was inconsequential, but um, yeah, I was going to say it doesn't really matter too much. I mean, it wasn't like the result was out of question. It's not like no, it and it didn't goal. appease the Barnsley fans. Who, by the way, you know, you see some biased football fans when you're travelling about the country. <laughs> they were on the referee's back after, after five minutes, just for a normal fifty-fifty, oh. and it wouldn't leave them alone for the rest of the game. It, it was um, quite remarkable, but yeah, thankfully it didn't matter. Yeah, thankfully, and obviously a great result for Wolves. Um, and finally, the FA Cup. Obviously, that win against Liverpool is a massive morale booster. They're into the next round, yeah. and of all the teams they drew, yeah. they, they take the Premier League leaders, yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know they've, they've been two Premier League sides already, but can they do a third, really? Um, I mean, it's the worst draw possible as far as getting into the next round goes, purely because they're, they're the best team in the country by by distance. Mm. And even even if they make six or seven changes, you know that not like you know Liverpool's team was really weakened when they made six or seven, but yeah. Chelsea just wouldn't be the case. You know the players they've got on the bench. Um, so yeah, it's a really tough ask. But I tell you what, it's going to be a great occasion. First time Molyneux will be full for a couple of years or, or, or three years, I think I would have thought. Yeah. So um, they'll give it a go. You never know; they might get a replay out of it. But just 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 a fantastic occasion to have for the club. Um, as part of a very busy February, they've got five home games in a row, mm-hmm. six games in total. So I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot nearer the time. But yeah, they'll um, they'll give it a go. They might, you know, it's it's the worst draw possible, but a fantastic occasion to be involved in. Yeah, and a great run in general. Um, we'll, we'll move on a little bit now. Uh, seeing as Turks is here, let's let's talk some Albion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, obviously, the breaking news today uh, is regarding uh, one Mr. Berahino. Indeed, who's obviously moved on to Stoke. Um, reports from a, a national newspaper uh, regarding a ban, um, apparently something to do uh, with with some recreational drug use, according to reports. That's that's not been commented on by Pulis or Hughes. They've just said that he was he was banned, and we knew about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, is is that the end of a sorry saga for for Berahino at, at West Brom? I think you're right, mate. It's brought to an end. A pretty, a pretty tough period, I think, really, for the club and for Berahino. Um, I think fans have generally completely got frustrated by the situation. You know, it's mm. it's dragged on for for months and months. The saga of will he, won't he go? And I just think, uh, you know, now, we thought that it might be the end of it now that he's moved to Stoke. But I don't know today's revelations. Obviously, all alleged, but you know, he just casts a doubt on 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 sort of his commitment to the club. And, and what was going on behind the scenes? Maybe we'll never quite know what was really going on. But uh, but it, it just seems like a real sorry saga that um, you know it's a, it's such a shame for the player really as much as anything. You know, mm-hmm. Berahino when he burst onto the scene was was a real leading light for the Albion, and he, he really sort of you know he was getting himself England recognition. He was uh, uh, he was looking like his career was going to really take not take off, and and yet within eighteen months, you know, it appears like it's all fallen. Terribly flat, you know. It's unbelievable how he's lost his way so quickly. Massively. Like say, he's been talked about in the England squad. Yeah. And rightly so, you know, the, the way he was playing. Yeah. I think, I think he's done well to get to Stoke, to be honest. I do. Mm. He could easily have found himself in the Championship in another, another few months. Well, he? you could yeah. see that there was just such a lack of suitors coming through, wasn't it, really? There was just not the interest in there. People, you know, clubs out there were going to sort of... Take a second glance, aren't they, when they they come to make their uh, de- uh, transfer dealings? And uh, uh, sadly, I think 
for whatever reasons, whatever was going on behind the scenes, you know, um, it's just put him back so so many stages that, you know, it's going to take him a long time to really recover his career. Yeah, he had that one season where he scored, I think it was 20 goals for West Brom and everyone was looking at him like, this is the future of the England setup. And I know, I know young English players were always bigged up and then he had the links with Spurs. That was his dream move. Obviously, Spurs were no longer interested in him when, when January came around because they've They've obviously improved their squad immensely, and he, I couldn't see him fitting into Spurs again. Um, the thing is, I think he, he would have been a good squad player for someone like Spurs, mm. yeah, for, for a team like Spurs. I think that he would have actually offered them something different. But you're talking about the Berahino of 18 months, two years ago, rather yeah. than someone now who's potentially unpredictable, according to reports, may not be in the best condition as well, you know. So, uh, equally, uh, you know, he could have been a good foil for someone like Harry Kane, but. You know, it was just a chance now uh, for him to maybe rebuild his career at, uh, at Stoke. Yeah, and um, do you reckon he can do it? Do you reckon he can get back in into goal scoring form? Well, he's got a he's got a mentor there in many respects. You know, with Mark Hughes, uh, he, you know, one of the one of the best strikers that there was in the early days of the Premier League and, and beyond. And um, so that you know, if anyone's going to be able to pull him round, it should be him. But obviously, as Pulis has seen, you know, someone like Pulis who was quite hands-on with him and trying to be that father figure with him, and he uh, really did try. Didn't oh yeah, you know, they could. I don't think he could have done a lot more, you know. And he, in many ways, he probably did a lot more than many other managers would have done. But um, maybe with Mark Hughes, a different perspective um, can can revitalise him. Yeah, I think it speaks volumes as well. Pulis came out today and said he fears Peter Crouch more than he does Silo Berahino for Stoke. So, <laughs> whether, yeah, whether that's a part in shot or, or yeah, it some, like it, yeah. something like that, I mean, it, it certainly does speak volumes. Uh, obviously, moving on to the transfer dealings, not not the busiest window for West Brom, but they brought in Jake Livermore, uh, £10 million. He's the only big money move. Do you think it's left West Brom a little bit shorthanded? There's obviously been players that have moved out. Obviously, Berahino, we talked about. Gardner's moved on. Uh, you know, Callum McManaman as well. I think, I think potentially it has left us a little bit short. A lot of fans were talking about, obviously, riding high in the Premier League. Um, was it the time for Pulis to push on? Was it the time to uh, to see if we could bring uh, you know a number of of, of people? big players in but as we've seen with the January window don't really work out like that well, you know hardly any teams in the top half of the Premier League have, have done business have they no mm. no you know uh, and, and, and what money that you do have to spend you know uh, the, the fees are so astronomical at the moment you know with what yeah. you own to pay out then uh, maybe the deals weren't out there but I, I do think there was a little bit of a missed opportunity I think there was you know maybe a couple of other players on the radar that could have come through but I don't know, maybe they've got more irons in the fire for sort of uh, the summer, but if the club slips down the table now and, and finishes, you know, well below 10th and, and sort of uh, mid or the sort of bottom half of the table, then, then you know, maybe it's a bit of an opportunity missed. I've seen it called a disaster. Some, I think it's too quarters, far. Which is, yeah, it's which a, is a bit harsh. Like you say, it's so difficult to bring players so in January. Definitely. Yeah, uh, and it wasn't through the. It's not through want of trying that they missed out because they they went for Schneidlin, didn't get him. Oji Nogalo, they inquired about him. Cost too much money, and he ended up going to China for what twenty million. Yeah, I um, mean, I, if I was Tony Pius, I wouldn't be paying twenty million for Nogalo, especially after the form he's been in recently. Exactly, you've hit on the head, really. I mean, you know, how can you 
chuck good money away like that when you know you could be just some, having someone who's who's no better than you've already got. And I think that I think he's he's obviously trying to make progress. He's talking about progress all the time. And with a club in the position that they are, we obviously have made that progress already. But. Uh, you know, with the Premier League, it's a bit of a treadmill, really. You know, you have to mm. just keep making progress to actually stay still in some ways, you yeah. know. So you feel like you need to continually freshen things up with, with as many bodies as you can to uh, to sort of, you know, keep that momentum going. But we'll see how it goes. I don't know. Yeah, one, well, one, one player they did bring in on deadline day, uh, which was a bit of a shock move, to be honest. I don't think many people called it. Uh, Mark Wilson. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's, he's been at Bournemouth. Yeah. Didn't play. No. Didn't find his way into the pitch. But yeah. Pulis knows him from his time at Stoke, of course. Yeah. What 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 does he bring to the baggies? Because Pulis, I think Pulis kind of hit hit the nail on the head when he said it's strength and depth that they need. And they, they were lacking at the back. But does does he offer a lot to West Brom? I think I think that is the main thing of it, really. I think it is just strength in depth. I'm not sure that he's particularly going to bring anything more than we already have. But we've obviously seen it with Johnny Evans over recent weeks has been injured, not really been able to get himself fit at the moment, and uh, you know with problems with with Alan Neom as well, uh, being involved in the African Cup of Nations, mm-hmm. it just leaves you short at the back. And I think that's where some of the problems have come in the last few weeks uh, defensively, with having to make so many changes. So maybe he just sees him as a steady hand, someone who he can rely on. He's obviously knows him well from Stoke, so maybe he, he, he can obviously get the best out of him. I mean, he's not played for a few months, so uh, yeah. whether he's going to be as able to uh, just go straight into the team, I'm not sure. But yeah, Evans missing out again this weekend as well. That, yeah, that calf injury is not it's not letting up. It's a big um, it's a big loss really because I think he's uh, a talisman figure for us really, especially. Uh, you know him and Fletcher that we've spoken about on here before. You know how vital they are for the Albion, really. You know, and I think, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think having him missing, uh, you know, he's proving a little bit of a problem um, going forward. And I think, you know, people, you don't want to keep talking about players' ages and that, but with McCauley as well, uh, you know, getting older, you, you do have to start looking at some alternatives. And uh, you know, Pulis has got to sort of try and make a bit of a long-term effort now to 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 find those. He's obviously been bringing uh, Craig Dawson in to centre half. Um, uh, actually, done pretty well, I think, over recent weeks. Yeah, you know, but. But, uh, you know, uh, where do you go over the next few seasons? You see how tricky it is to try and bring the transfers in. You can't do it uh, just with a click of the finger. So you do have to sort of have a long-term view of that. Maybe he's uh, taking that with Wilson, I don't know. I had to get rid of Evans out of my fantasy football team as well, which is <sighs> oh, devastating. a big blow for the lad. I'm <laughs> <just doing> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's the thing which is bothering most. Probably. Yeah, yeah, I've stopped yeah. him for Chris Brunt, though. So, uh, oh, right. So oh. still the baggies. There's still the baggies. Still, still I'm, glad, I'm glad that you're still keeping an Albion representative. T, I've got two Albion players in my team. Fantastic, fantastic. No, no, no. Who's the other one? Phillips as well. Yeah, great form at the moment as well. In general, West Brom been doing great. How do you think they'll get on against Stoke? Do you reckon they'll be all right? Or? They're a bogey team, aren't they? Oh, massively, really. But we've had improving results against them. I think, uh, I honestly think that, you know, it's a result, to, it's a game that we probably want, you know, something at home to try and galvanise the fans a little bit. Um, 
you know, no one knows Stoke more than uh, Tony Pulis. Uh, but I do reckon that we're odd for uh, for potentially sneaking that one. I think this uh, and getting the tenth win of the season. Where are you now in the squad? Is he? Is he going to play? Oh, well, he played. He played. He played in the last game. He did come on, so he could. Did he? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, so he could. He, he could I haven't be. heard of any clause that says that he can't play. So um, tasty. So that will be a tasty one. I'm sure we get a rapturous welcome from the Albion <laughs> fans. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm sure the Boo Boys will be out for very. You know, <laughs> um, especially especially after the most recent news, because football fans aren't the kindest. Um, so well, he's, uh, he's really messed Albion around for eighteen months. So yeah, he's not going to get a great reception. Obviously not. Um, so uh, one other thing as well, which kind of caught people a little bit by surprise with West Brom in the transfer window late on, was the the supposed bid for Solomon Rondon from China, a big money bid. Apparently, there were reports that it was up to thirty two million pound. It's a, it was amazing when the figures were talked about, to be honest. But the, as we've seen with Oscar Dior and and and, and Tevez going over there as well, you know the, the money's really over there at the moment, and mm. uh, it seems like the sky's the limit in terms of the the, the uh, cash they can pay out. I mean, I, it wouldn't have been a great move for us as a club at the moment for West Brom as a club, because I mean he, he's been the, the the central focus for the uh, for the attack, you know. He, I, but when t- when you're speaking about it in these sort of terms, I mean, I don't think it, you'd ever sort of uh, contemplate Rondon going anywhere for £32 million. Pounds, oh, it seems know. like the Chinese are just selecting who's who's the best player for each team and then sticking like a massive big money bid. Like if they bid mm. £40 million for Dave Edwards next week, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is officially on FIFA Wolves' joint best player now. Wow. Just Fantastic. Oh, wow. Same rate as Helder Costa. Helder Costa's been in great form. No informed players on FIFA, though. Oh, no. Who's the best Baggies player on FIFA, then? Baggies. Oh, I refuse to use them, mate, what? so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't fancy doing a, a, you know, bringing back a derby? It's been a while since it's been played. Oh, I haven't you know? played against them. Yeah. But, yeah, I can't, I can't use them. I just, just can't bring myself uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just going to play a little bit of Devil's Advocate. Right. West mm-hmm. Brom, eighth at the moment. Mm. Then They're not really... They don't look like they're going to be pushing for Europe, like the top European spots, if I'm being honest. Everton look like they're a little bit stronger. And I don't think a lot of West Brom fans think it's a realistic possibility. But also, they're not going down. Do you reckon 32 million, if you'd have done that bit of business, do you reckon that might have kind of played out in the long term? Because then Pulis has got all that money to spend in the summer, which is going to be a little bit, it's going to be a bit of a cheaper market, because you know January is always a bit more expensive. There's a good chance. I can see what you, I can see what you mean, but... Uh, I think the rational sort of baggies fan inside me sort of thinks that whatever the money was, um, it just wouldn't have been a great statement from the club to sell a player who, you know, has had a, a bit of an intermittent season. You know, he, he has missed a fair few chances over recent weeks, but ultimately he scored some good goals and he has been a good figure and he's been playing well. Mm. So I, I just think from a fan's perspective, I think that you would have found that so many of the fans would have got disheartened and started to think, well, you know, where does the club focus on? You know, well, you, does it want to focus on the white flag for the season as well? Yeah. I think so. I mean, uh, regarding Europe, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, I'm not under any great illusions that I think that definitely eighth is probably the ceiling for where we are at the moment. I mean, it's probably possibly further on than we realistically are, but um, I think that. I think that, uh, you know, I don't think it would have been a great time to sort of be trying to sell him at this moment, you know. Yeah, um, and I, I actually agree with the move 
like keeping him there obviously makes sense. It's just it's just interesting kind of perspective I think to see whether whether it might have been a move which some Baggies fans might have actually gone with. I think if it had been earlier in the window, if there'd been some talk maybe before Christmas that there was a, a bid maybe in the offing and then it had come to fruition sort of early January when there may have been an opportunity to get someone else in, then yeah. it would have, mm. you know, of course, you know, any business model says that you've, you ought to get that sort of money for a player, you know, late 20s, I'm not totally sure uh, of his age, but obviously, you know, someone that, uh, uh, you know, you ought, to, you ought to try and cash in, I guess, but I, I just think if there wasn't a ready-made imp- replacement in, then then it just wasn't the right time. Yeah, you'd have been short for only Hal robson Carney, the other recognised oh. striker. So, I mean, I know he well, scores well. screamers, yeah. but I mean, expecting him to play 90 minutes every game and, and banging in as many goals as Rondon does. And Rondon offers you a little bit something different, yeah. so it makes sense to keep him. We'll move on a little bit now, because we don't just talk about Albion and Wolves. We do talk a little bit about Walsall. Um, we talk about anything. The like Saddlers, right? yeah. Yeah, so... Kettle, superheroes, you know, anything. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm not wearing my cape today. Um, so they didn't do many deals, um, but one player they did bring in uh, was Will Randall. And Willie Tim... Will Randall. Will Randall. Tim obviously has insider knowledge on yes. Mr Randall, yes. having been our Wolves correspondent. Yeah. What is, what's Will Randall going to bring to Walsall? Who's Will Randall? What's it all about? <laughs> what's it all about? Uh, I've seen him a few times in the under-23s. They signed him from... Swindon about a year ago, <clears throat> straight into the under twenty threes. He hasn't been. He hasn't. He hasn't been anywhere in the first team. He didn't go on preseason tour or anything like that. But um, yeah, he's, he's looked good. He's played. Played on the left, right footed, cutting inside. Not like a traditional winger. Um, kind of plays more like a number ten, but out wide. Mm. But his, his delivery's great. Uh, he's got a great attitude as well. Scored a few goals for the under twenty threes. So. I was surprised he's gone back to to League One. I would have thought, you know, would have, would have predicted he'd go to like a League Two club. But obviously, yeah. John Whitney knows him already, seen something in him, and yeah, fantastic for for Wolves to get him out to a club like Warsaw. I think, I'm I'm surprised we don't do more loans at Warsaw. To be honest, since the you know the close proximity yeah, between the clubs, you don't really see many deals. But there's a there's a host of Wolves youngsters that that would you know benefit hugely from going going there on loan. So hopefully. Hopefully, he can make an impact. Yeah, and they've been in good form recently. Uh, Walsall, they had them two big wins, of course. Um, do you reckon he can help them push on? Because Whitney was on about making, possibly making a push for the top six. Um, I think it's, I think it's a big ask. To be honest, I think the, the quality of League One for me seems to get higher every year, and the, that top six might be a step too far this season. But mm. I think next season you, you can certainly see. Make a case for them pushing it, but then again, tell you what, the performances they've been putting in against Sheffield United and um, who's the other one they beat recently? Oh, you've put me on the spot. Um, We can look it up. It was Rochdale. (laughs) It it was Rochdale. Unfortunately, Walsall's not 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 my uh, (laughs) not my home club. But by all accounts, it was absolutely dire at Millwall on Tuesday night. I think I think they managed one shot on target between them, the two teams. So it's all about kind of keeping that unbeaten run going for Warsaw and, and getting some, like with Wolves, getting some momentum going and, and you see where it takes it. It's not been easy for Whitney, I don't think, really, you know, losing so many players at the start of the season. And he was under pressure in October, you Massively, know, yeah. Started losing a few games. This is it. I, I, you know, I think they're a well-managed club up behind the scenes by the look of it and, you know, I think they're doing well as well as can be expected, I think. Yeah, on the budget they've got as well. Yeah. They've got one of the lowest budgets in the division, so they're, they're constantly kind of batting above their weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, It was Bristol Rovers, they beat, by the way. That's it, 3-1. Bristol Rovers, 3-1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, um, obviously Walsall looking to push on. And finally, we'll touch on Villa, um, the busiest of the Midlands clubs, probably one of the busiest clubs in the whole of the country through January. Uh, just a list of the players they brought in. Scott Hogan, Conor Hurrahane, James Bree, uh, Bjarnason, uh, excuse my pronunciation there, uh, <laughs> Jacob Badeau, Henry Lansbury, Neil Taylor, all in. Um, all amazing boys. I mean, personally as a Villa fan, I thought we did a lot of rebuilding in the summer. And it seems that now Bruce has come in, uh, it started great. Obviously, it's kind of died down a little bit now, and it seems like there's almost been another another rebuild. I mean, we knew the midfield was weak, but there's a lot of midfield of player, players being brought in. I mean, what do you make of that? Well, he's, he's just buying the best best players in the division, isn't he? Mm, yeah. I, I, th I think Wigan did something similar in League One last year. Um, My only fear is that they've, it's just a fresh influx of players all the time. I don't know whether they completely know what the first team eleven is. Oh, I think it'll take a long time to form a, to form a consistent, coherent, winning team out of that. Mm. But the players they brought in, yeah, Lansbury, certainly a great player on his day. I think he has a tendency to go missing, you know, he's a bit inconsistent. But Hurrahan's one of the best players I've seen this season. Mm -hmm. Scott Hogan's just been on fire. And Bree is highly regarded as well. And who else, who else they brought in? No, Neil Taylor. I mean, bloody hell. Neil Taylor, yeah. I mean, that was... a condition for the championship. Yeah, a swap deal with Jordan Ayew. A Villa going to miss Ayew? He's he's been in and out. He's he, he looks like a world beater one day, and then the other game, another day. I don't think he's a championship player. He'll he? let the game pass him by. Yeah, he can do it on the Premier League in his day. It's one of those, isn't it? But yeah, conversely, in the championship, he's not quite as effective. You've got to get through so many games. You need to have people that are playing week in, week out. Yeah, and and one man who also left. Uh, it seemed the gates were working this time. Oh, hey. there's the banter. Ross McCormack uh, heads to Nottingham Forest on loan. Um, Signed for twelve million in the summer, and he scored three goals for Villa. I mean, is is it the end of his Villa career already? It seems well, like he, it. He says not. He says he's coming back in the summer, but there are conflicting reports on on Gategate, which is which is what's uh, pricked my, <laughs> my curiosity. Yeah, he spoke about it after he signed for Forest, and he said uh, he said yes, Steve Bruce. He could confirm Steve Bruce did turn up at his house, but <laughs> he said he, he said he saw him out of his window. And he saw Brucey kind of pull up in the car and then drive off. So there was no conversation between them. All right. Whereas if you read certain reports, he, he gambled over the fence. Yeah. <laughs> and just some of them just turned into like a 70 sitcom after a while, don't oh, they? It's, it's, yeah. it's brilliant. Um, but I, I think as well, I think I read something similar. McCormack was saying that it was icy, it was wet. He didn't want to roll an ankle or oh do his knee God. after oh. hopping the fence. Would would fans be more annoyed if you don't turn up to training because the fence is broken, or because you slip up, slip over the fence as you're trying to get over it, and, and possibly do a cruciate? What? Well, I just think it's been a joke from start to finish. It is. It's ridiculous. I can't believe that you know the saga went on that long. Really, I, I'm surprised Bruce didn't even just cut it right there, cut his losses, and obviously he's gone there. It's just going to go down in the list of, of freak football injuries. Isn't someone dropped a remote control on his foot once? I can't remember. Who, who dropped a, um, a salad cream on their foot yeah, as well? Was that, it, was that David oh, James? Was it? Someone like that. David he, James did something. He dropped a lot of things. I don't know whether we can remember which one. Kimi <laughs> punched the tactics board and broke yeah. his hand a couple of years ago. That's quite fun. Yeah, there's, there's always some little stories in sport. Uh, one of the, I know this is a bit off topic, but an NBA player the other day, he punched a chair and broke his forearm. He's wow. now he's now out for eight weeks. Wow, a chair. I think he needs to yeah, check. He his... was he was angry. He got subbed off. He punched a chair and broke his forearm. Wants to check his technique on that point, <laughs> doesn't he? Uh, yeah. It was a padded chair, but yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it happens. It, it happens. Confirm it was padded. <laughs> it, it happens in every sport. So. Um, 
Yeah, one, one final thing on Villa. Are, are Villa in a little bit of a crisis right now? I mean, the Brentford game was not a pretty watch. They, they got absolutely hounded by the Bees. 3-0 loss. Uh, Villa never looked like getting anything out of it. Are, are they in crisis? I think, I, think they're going to write, I think you can write the season off. Conversely, even though they're ahead of Wolves in the table, I think Wolves have got a much better chance of getting in the playoffs. I'd agree. Because they're a team all playing for each other and everybody knows their roles and everybody's happy. Whereas Bruce has got so much stuff to sort out of Villa. The squad's a real mess. It's a real mishmash. Yes, they've got lots of quality players, but you know they had lots of quality players last summer and last year, and look where it got them. So it's a massive, massive task for Bruce. Momentum's yeah. a great thing in the second half of the season with the championship because you can make that late dart for the playoffs, you know. Yeah. But if you if you floundering like the Villa are at yeah. the moment, then you know you can't you can't really predict where the, where a strong run of you know you need to run of half a dozen games as a minimum, you know, yeah. to try and to build that momentum. And I don't see. I mean, someone like Scott Hogan, you've got to be careful because he's had a great season so far. But if you look at his career, I mean, he hasn't he's not not really played at this level for a very long time. Mm. To spend that amount of money on him. I think it's a real, real. It is a, it's a gamble, and Villa obviously have work to do. Uh, so let's move on quickly. Um, a certain player who we like to keep track of, yeah, Mister um, Ricky Lambert, Lambert yeah. Watch. Yeah, Ricky, Ricky, an Albion legend, I think. Uh, you ready for this? Yeah, you've got fond memories, Tuff. Fond memories, you know, he, he really did. Oops. Oh wow! <laughs> Let me put this closer. <laughs> you ready for this? Okay. This, this is the new kind of theme tune for Lambert Watch. I think. Right. <laughs> Just something I don't look last night. So yeah, it, 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 hasn't, it hasn't hasn't been a good a good week or so for Mister Mister Lambert, has it? Go on, I, I've, I'm starting to lose interest now. So <sighs> Cardiff versus Preston doesn't make the squad, and then Cardiff versus Reading not in the squad again. Oh, Turns out uh, pulled out of training, back spasms. Right, right. Well, he works, he works so hard, he's going to have... <laughs> Didn't jump any gates, did he? What was he what was going on? <laughs> I mean, Tudor will be thrilled to hear this. I mean, and he's hoping it's going to be one of them back injuries which just doesn't go away and he doesn't he doesn't get these goals which you've obviously wagered with him and, you know, Costa for the rest of the year. <laughs> I'm very worried. I'm very worried. <laughs> if he was playing week in, week out, it'd still be like, oh, is he going to get a couple? But the fact that he's not even playing makes mm. it impossible for him to score, uh, which is a big problem because he needs to score two, and I don't know where they're going to come from. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, you never wish an injury on someone, but you're you're kind of dreaming. Whoa, that's you never kind of you're kind of dreaming now that some of them Cardiff strikers oh, it's a whore, right? yeah, it's a whore. go it down. His leg tomorrow, I'll be celebrating. <laughs> so no offense to the lad. And, and if <laughs> if he's forced to throw him on, he, he, if he's on penalties, you're going to get two penalties, surely. The Hollywood script writers are interested because Wolves Wolves will play Cardiff at home. Uh, I'm not sure the exact date in the near future. So the script is if he wants yeah. to, if he wants to write it, the script is there. Yeah. For Lambert to yeah. score two in front of the South Bank and celebrate in front of Judah. Yeah. Fingers up. <laughs> Give him the fingers. <laughs> I see him as like a Sean Bean type figure, Lambert. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, when Saturday, when comes, Saturday yeah. comes, I see him as that sort of guy. You know, he's going to come through in the end. You know, it'll be amazing. Well, we certainly w- wish Ricky the best. Get better soon, Ricky. Ricky? Get better soon. Uh, we're going to move on. There was a, a little segment which Nathan Judah started a couple of weeks back, or was it last week? Uh, abuse of the week. Abuse of the week. Mm. <laughs> we, we, we definitely need a little jingle for that, don't we? <laughs> right, so... Tim. Yeah, a light-hearted jingle for all the abuse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. it. Yeah, that's it. Tim, um, yeah. have, you, have you been abused this week on Twitter? Um, I, got quite, I got a bit of stick after 
I ran an exclusive on Hilda Costa signing on Saturday night. Yeah. Um, and said it looks like he's signing on Monday. So I did get a bit of stick from people who just didn't believe me. The clock was ticking <laughs> on Monday. The clock it, was ticking it, it, on Monday. It happened late. It happened, it happened after hours on Monday. Oh, after, right. after office hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, when so the lights yeah, go down. I, I was completely confident. It, well, I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a few people a few people having a bit of a go at me saying, where is he? But yeah, one guy caught my eye. Uh, Gully Man Kells. Nice Gully name. Man Kells. Yeah, yeah. Name and shame in here. Fantastic. You know, try not to swear here. Self-censor. Have we got a bleeper? No. No, okay. we'd have to we'd have to block it out. But you can self-censor it. Just, just. Um, Tim, yeah. you chat rubbish, kid. Obviously, you didn't say rubbish. Yeah. Okay. You're actually gonna get paired. <laughs> nice. If it's rubbish, obviously, you didn't say rubbish. Again. Okay. Yeah. Paired. Mm. Paired. You're gonna get paired. What? How's he spelt it? Like paired up with someone, or yeah, pear yeah, as in a fruit? Oh, okay. Okay. I thought there was like fruit might be thrown at the, you know. <laughs> Anyway, oh. yeah, I blocked him. I couldn't be doing with that. Well. Yeah, that's your standard go-to, isn't it? Block yeah, yeah, him, just yeah. block, block, block. Myself, I received one the other day. I did a Wolves update. We do these video updates. I'm sure you will watch them, uh, the people who are listening. Um, well, well yeah, I mean, <laughs> questionable. But I, uh, I did a Wolves update. Yeah. I stepped in for you. Um, I was I was my enthusiastic self, as always. Yeah. Uh, and I only got one comment this video. Right. Um, it had a couple likes, but Robert Belford... Commented. What's he said? He uh, he commented. Fortunately, no swear words. Um, who is this joker? <laughs> Does he even work for you? Poor presentation. And you're like this bit. Come back, Tim and Nathan. Whoa! What? Whoa! That's a first. So so not only was he was he was he having a go at me, but he was saying, bring back the other guys. They were way better. I mean, yeah. I'll accept it. Tim and Nathan have been here much longer than I have, but. It, it, I must admit, it did hurt my feelings a did little bit. Oh, I'm, I'm over it now. I'm over it now because I've done some other Wolves updates and they've got nothing but likes. So nothing but likes. <laughs> nothing <maybe>. but likes. <laughs> now no, my next Wolves update will obviously be full of dislikes. But <laughs> but yeah, Don't so that was heart, mate. that was my abuse of the week, and because it was on YouTube, I couldn't block him either. Oh right, okay. So he's free to comment again. Oh wow! Abuse yeah. of the week. week. <laughs> that's it. Sadly, there's no abuse for me because I'm universally loved. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> it. that's it. Uh, Tim, we're moving on. Yeah. Where are we massive in where? this week? Where are we massive? Right. Oh, well, worldwide, obviously, as usual. We've had a big week in Brazil. Oh wow! wow. Brazil. Fantastic. Beat going. Yeah. Two plays in Brazil this week. Rio. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we've also had a big week Go on. in Hungary. 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 Oh, wow. They are hungry for us in Hungary. <laughs> Loving that. Uh, and yeah, a new country this week. Oh, go on. Okay, jumbo. We've made it massive in Tanzania. 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 Somebody has gone out of their way to listen to our little podcast. In Tanzania. Oh wow! Which is where? Like, uh, so near near Australia, right? Uh, you, um, do you better than that? I, I, I'm quickly googling it now. <laughs> no, no Google. Is it, is, is it in Africa? Or is it's, it? You got it now. Yeah. It's in Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's officially called the United Republic of Tanzania. Right. Oh. So I hear. Yeah. Any more fun uh, facts? It's bordered by a lot of countries. Oh, go including on. Kenya and Uganda. All oh, right. And Mozambique. Okay. And the Indian Ocean. Oh. Uh, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, its most its most famous landmark is Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh, oh there you go. one of my favourite mountains. It's, it's in my top three, I think. Yeah, yeah. 
Everest is trying to think of any other ones. Everest is number one. Standard, yeah. Kilimanjaro, Fuji. Ben Nevis. Ben Nevis, oh. Where does Barbie can get into this (laughs) one day? Would you believe more than 100 languages are spoken in Tanzania? Well, Tim, you're telling me, so I'm going to believe it. It's true. Um, It's got four official languages, of which English is one. Oh, great. And its population is 51 million. Oh, that's bigger than I expected, you know. Yeah, quite big, isn't it? That is big. I wonder whether you're going to start to do different uh, like language versions of the Ines <laughs> podcast. I think that's where it needs to go. Well, from do, now. Like Wolves are doing a new Chinese website soon, so we'll have to do a Chinese version. Yeah, well, yeah. Wolves are massive in China. If we can try and learn it, which will happen. Yeah, That'll definitely. Happen. A bit of Mandarin. Uh, Alan's Wolf's been listening again. Oh, Top we love Alan. Uh, he's asked us if we can say Shipple uh, Airport again because it's so funny because we're just getting it wrong. Shipple Airport. Skipple is, is how I said it last week, I think, which is probably a bit wrong. I thought it was Shipple. As in, this is the Amsterdam airport, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the biggest airports in Europe. Shippel. Shippel? Yeah. I think okay. it's Shippel. I think Judah's probably the best at mispronunciations. And that's, well, that's, anyway, this is the airport that Alan's going to use when he finally comes over and oh, get on the podcast. I can't wait. So, oh, it's going to be emotional. It will be brilliant. It will be brilliant. Uh, so, hi, Alan. Thanks for listening, as always. Uh, and a bit of cities banter. Uh, we're big in Gloucester this week. Gloucester's had quite a lot of uh, listens. Rochdale, as Fantastic. well. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Big in Rochdale. Dagenham. Oh, Dagenham and Redbridge. All the glamour hotspots. Yeah. Uh, and also, Haywood, which is where? Uh, I'm going to guess Sussex. T? Um, Buckinghamshire. Manchester. Oh. Oh. And we're also big in this place in the United Kingdom. Mm. And I've just tried to Google it before we come on to see where it is, and I can't find it. Oh, wow. We're that big exclusive. in Ross. Ross. Ross, Ross County. Or Ross on Y? Ross County, Scotland. What? Well, I just Googled Ross and then looked at Google Map and it just wasn't coming up. I thought you just Googled Ross and you are just going to get a picture of uh, Ross Geller from Friends. <laughs> yeah. um, Ross McCormack. Ross McCormack. Yeah. Ross Kemp. Ross Kemp. <laughs> Lots of famous Rosses. I think that should be one for next Alex week. Ross. Yeah, Alex Ross, the memorable chief reporter here. But know. yeah, where's Ross? Where is Ross? Where I thought it was in Ross? Scotland. I thought Ross, 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 Ross County. Ross County. Sense, but I Googled Ross and then looked at maps and it wasn't anywhere. Oh, right. I'm thinking of us somewhere, but then again. So, if you were one of the ten people that listened in Ross last week, get in touch, tell us where you are, and uh, we'll uh, reveal it next I'm week. I'm glad the word's spreading, I really am. It's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, all over the place. Tim, good as Loads always. Loads of listens last week. Thanks, everybody, again. How many did we get, do you know? Uh, about 1,500, but we were quite late out on Friday after Liverpool. Yeah. It doesn't include iTunes listeners. Most always oh. have that in. iTunes. iTunes is probably bigger as well. Probably massive, yeah. So, yeah, l- l- well... It's this time of the podcast now where we move on to a quiz. Ooh. Ooh. We're doing now, a quiz away. We are doing a quiz. Quizmaster. I'm I'm acting quizmaster this week without Judah being here. Um and seeing as Judah likes to go for the for the, the early nineties, late eighties quizzes, I've yeah, gone I've gone yeah. I've I've gone down like a slightly different route. Now I only found out the other day that this used to feature on the National Lottery, the the lottery programme. Okay. I didn't know that. I saw it on TV the other day. Nick Knowles was presenting it, and I was like, oh, this is a good quiz, this is. Right. right. So I thought, I'll bring it to the podcast. It's called Who Dares Wins, and unfortunately, there is no soundtrack oh, available. Oh, I mean, you have to sing it. And it, it it's, got, it's got no lyrics, and I don't know the tune, <laughs> so I can't, I basically can't so do anything about it. Family Fortunes, they've got no lyrics. Just, just have a go. I'm not going to give it a go, Tats, no. unfortunately. You've got a wonderful voice. I mean, uh, that's neither here nor there. 
but I've watched, used to watch the lottery quite a lot, but I don't remember it. I don't remember anything called that. Me neither. I didn't. Oh. But apparently, it was on the national lottery. Well, what was the one with Dale Winton? That's the one I always Ooh, used to like. Yeah. Remember that? Bit, Supermarket yeah. sweep. No. <laughs> Well, that was classic oh, the as well. One with the red chair and all that. Yeah, where well, you get to, you sat in one chair, and yeah, if you got yeah, a question yeah. right, you sat in the other one. But then you, are you, are you oh, you this is it. Is it what when you go in Dale's red area? Ooh. Yeah, you get a soundproof, a soundproof oh. bubble, right? So this is how it works. <laughs> Big Dale. There are fan. there are three rounds. Um, the third round is if necessary, of course. If yeah. someone goes two 0 up, then they can't they can't recover. Um, the quiz called Who Dares Wins. It works like this. Uh, I'm going to give. I've got lists here of certain areas um, and you have to bid between you as in how many you can name. Oh, I've seen this. I've seen so, this. for example, if it was to be types of fruit and Tim would say, I can name two and then Andy would say, I can name three and then if Tim doesn't think he can name four, he'd say, okay, Andy, name it. And if you can right. name the number you bid for, then yeah. you get the point. If you don't, then the person who's told you to name it Got gets you. the point. Got so you. it's pretty simple. And the first I've got round. I've got a real expression right now. <laughs> it's, it's easy, Andy, you're okay, getting to it. The first round, this is all Midland transfer deals in January. So this is players in and out of any Midlands club. Whoa. This is the four clubs we cover. Right. So Wolves, West Brom, Warsaw, and Villa. Wow. If you can name, any, how many players can you name who have either joined or left one of these clubs? So who, this, bid, who bids first? Uh, seeing as Andy's our guest. We're going to let Andy open the bid in. Now you can start low and we can build it up, or you can start high and try and trick. So this is in and out? This is in and out. Uh, wow. Stats courtesy of expressandstar.com. So, it, you know. All accurate. Definitely. I can do four. Four? Whoa. Can you do five? <laughs> yes, I can, yeah. <laughs> Andy, we're going to move over. Can you do six? Yeah. Seven? Yeah, 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 yeah. Eight? No, I'm calling you on seven. Seven? Are you, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> so just. Seven. Are you sure? You sure? Because there are there are approximately. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess about thirty. Well, not thirty. Maybe twenty five. Uh, I haven't counted this list, but it's it's certain. There's seven's a low bid, mate. Okay, I'll do eight. Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you gonna ten. make ten? Yeah, eleven. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah, thirteen. Whoa. It's getting it's getting up there now. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, fifteen. Oh. Fifteen is making him name. That's it, I'm done. Tim Spears, can you name fifteen players who have either joined or left a Midlands club in January? Alright, Vyman. Correct. One. Duckins Nazon. Correct two. Texera. Correct three. Will Randall. Four. Ola John. Five. Jed Wallace. Six. Prince Onyege. Seven. I told you not to go for seven, mate. Christ. Uh, McCormack. Eight. Shibola. Nine. <laughs> uh, Scott Hogan. Ten. Yeah. Hurahan. Eleven. Bree. Twelve. Ooh. He's moved on to Villa now. Ooh. This is this is. A... Oh. You're on twelve. Uh, Neil Taylor, thirteen. Under pressure now. Two more. See, I want I want to say Wolves is big one, but I don't know if that counts because he was already there. It it does count. 
Oh yeah, Helder Costa. Fourteen. <laughs> it's, it's a permanent deal, so he's brought in. And I think I think I should have seen the T's and C's before this. <laughs> um, last one, name? last one. What's his name? Who? Uh, what's his name? Callum McManaman. Callum McManaman, correct. Fifteen. All right. Whoa. It's because I'm not used to knowing a lot of transfers. Being an Albion yeah, fan, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that was that was kind of geared towards him. Um, so apologies for that one, mate. But Tim goes one nil up. <laughs> that is the about the questions here. <laughs> that was the most insincere apology as well, to be honest. <laughs> uh, our next round. Now, this one's related to one Solomon Rondon. He was the subject of a bid from China. How many non-Chinese players can you name who play in the Chinese league? Wow, blimey. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. This list is... There's about 60, 70 players here. Really? Which surprises me because I thought there was some sort sort of rule regarding Chinese players. Yeah, there's a three. I think, club, I think it's three, three, club, three per club. If you're yeah. allowed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I mean, there are a lot of clubs. But I mean, if you can, some of them are. I mean, we've, I've included like Korean players in here. Oh, I'm pretty hot on my so, Korean players. <laughs> to be fair, so they're they're technically not Chinese. Of course, they're not Chinese. So um, they're included in this. How many can you name? Tim Spears. Start with four. Four. Five. Tim, six. Can you name six players in the Chinese league who aren't Chinese? Do you know, I can't at the moment, no, so I'm going to say no. You're going to make Andy name five Chinese, five yeah. players in the Chinese league who aren't Chinese. Andy Turn, name them players. Okay, I'm super confident here. <laughs> uh, Tevez. Correct. Oscar. Correct. Um. Great listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um. Should I give him a clue, Tim? Uh, yeah, go for it, yeah. Well, we, um, you know, we, I, I say the clues, we've already spoken about one during this uh, podcast. Oh, you we have. Yeah. I, I kind of switched off halfway through. <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate, if you, if, if you want, I can give you the nationality. Is this the worst performance of anyone on the No, uh, no, 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 not at all. Thank God. Not worse than Lee Sanders. Oh, God. <laughs> Lee Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The Welsh wonder. Sorry, sorry, Lee. That was, it, was, it was great listening, though. <laughs> we did uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and you got, got the first or second question wrong, which was, Car uh, what's Cardiff's top scorer this year? <laughs> he thought, to be fair to him, he did think it was a trick question. Yeah, he, he, he fell for the, for, the, for the trick question. All right, mate, I'm... I'm I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a clue of, of, as to one of them. Former Birmingham City player. Former Newcastle United player. Also played in the MLS. Um, and the club he plays for now, Shanghai Shenhua. Okay, I mean that doesn't help. That's uh, joined, yeah. joined in 2016. <laughs> Pretty avid follower of the Chinese Super League. Um, Scored Birmingham City's Carling Cup. Winning goal against Arsenal. I mean, you could just give his initials. That's outrageous. Name. <laughs> I, 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 I could do that. I mean, I've given you as many. I've given you as many. I think, I think he plays for Nigeria internationally. I can't. I can't. No, give, I, can't I really can't. Else. How about okay? Another. Clue. I don't like to follow the play. Italian player. Yeah. Um, target man. You know what I'm about, don't you, Tim? Uh, Ravanelli. Italian. Name's a target man, maybe. Um. Uh, he did make the Italy squad. 
Um, and he was banging them in for Southampton. Oh, the main man. Whoa! Whoa. Microphone fail. <laughs> microphone needs to be tumbled. We've saved it. Right. It's still going. We're fine. That was dramatic. That it was, was dramatic, then, gosh. Um, Pella. Yes, the main man. Graziano. Graziano. So you've Pull named out the bag. There you go. <laughs> you've only got two more. So to go, two mate. more to go. How long we got? Uh, <laughs> we're on fifty-four minutes, so we've, right. we've got time, mate. We've got time. Um, there's there's some big names in here, mate. Is there? There <laughs> what, was one. What big names are there? Mate, you've been I five. I mean, I, five. I don't want to. Have I, I sort of lost my feet? <laughs> one, one of these players we talked about, not in length, but we mentioned him a fair bit. Sometimes when the conversations go on long, I skip forward there. I mean, we were talking about him related to your club. Let's let my thing. What, okay. what, what, what are you doing this weekend? What am I doing? Oh, well, I've, I've, we're covering the football, obviously, on Saturday. Yep. So, you know, I'm, I'm working Saturday. Um, I had a pretty hectic day yesterday as well. What was um, it was my day off. I had to get up at seven in the morning to take the car into the garage. Ugh. Brakes needed checking. Turns out, when I bought the car, they said, oh, the brakes will need changing in February. Definitely February. Right. Took it to the place. 30% worn. What? I drive like a bit of a maniac as well. Right. Ask, ask Nathan Judah on deadline day. I drove him back home. I could see him shaking in the passenger seat. <laughs> what time was that? About half one. Uh, Weather, terrible. Pouring down the rain. If there anyone was... hasn't seen Nathan Judah's video that he recorded just shortly before that drive home, I'd say it's definitely worth a watch. <laughs> I'm really tired. <laughs> but <laughs> he's tired about five times. <laughs> also, did you notice, uh, he released a video. Um, I say that like he's some sort of like musician or something. He, re he released a music video. <laughs> he released a video, uh, been in his transfer deadline day tie. Yeah, the, next, the next day, wearing the same very tie. What? The oh. very same tie. Oh, Jude, I have some standards. But in fairness to him, he did change his shirt. Oh, jeez. What, the sweaty shirt? Yeah, no, not that <laughs> shirt. I hope he'd been that one. Right, come on, T. Struggling. Come on, mate. I just mate. don't know. Um, I've got my head in my hands here. I really want to get onto the last one as well. The last one's quite good as well because it's quite. Are you giving up? I'm giving up. Names you could have had. Read the whole list. <laughs> so Steve, could... Stephen and Beer. Oh yeah. You could have had Odion Ogalo. That was the one. That was the one. John Obi Mikel, Papi Cisse. Uh, a load of a load Martins, of. Yeah. Obafemi Martins was the one I was after. Premier League legend. Yeah. Um, also, uh, you could have had Paulinho, Fernandinho, uh, Ramirez, Alex Teixeira, Hulk, Axel Witzel, Alexander Pato, Freddie Guarín. All of them players. If so, I can be given more notice next time, and I'll write myself a crib sheet. I can't give you the. I can't tell you what the quiz is about, though. Can <laughs> I? Um, Should we do the last one for shall, fun? Shall we? Do the last one for fun. The last because... one's a bit more open. Right, so I feel. On. I feel like you're both. You're both. So Tim, you've won two 0 right. Congratulations. What is that now? Like eight and two. Judas uh, kept scored. Yeah, know. something like that. Do you so, get a trophy at the end. I'm still waiting, mate. Okay. You get still waiting for my Burger King vouchers. I was promised. To Were you Jew and Nando's as well? Jew and Nando's as well. Yeah. Unbelievable. When these pair had a, on transfer deadline day, yeah. uh, at the end there was Nando's. a feast. We did, mate. We did pop to Nando's <laughs> transfer nice, deadline very day. Very nice. All right, last one, last one, last one, really quick because we we we're not, we're almost hitting an hour now. Um, in honour of the retirement of Frank Lampard, yeah, who obviously a great Premier League player, how many players can you name who have scored a hundred or more goals in the Premier League? I'm covering my answers. They're both thinking. They're writing them down. They're writing them down. 
there are some names in here who you should probably get. Others, a bit surprising. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to fill, guys, but you, you got, you're just <laughs> writing, you're writing down okay, names here. I'll so start, start with a bit of six. Six, six for Tim Spears. I'll do seven. I'll give you a clue. There are 25. Really? 25 players have done this feat. So seven was that? Sorry, yeah. seven. Yeah, I'll do eight. Eight. I'll go twelve. Twelve. <laughs> Name, them. <laughs> Name them. He's gone for half of them. Right. Andy Turton to recover some pride, <laughs> please. Right, here we go. Go on. <laughs> Shearer. Shearer. Yeah. Uh, Matt Letizia. Matt Letizia. Uh, let me see. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. This list isn't isn't the most. Can you find Matt Letizia? Oh yeah, there he is. There he is. Oh, Scre squeaked nice, in, squeaked nice. in. A How lot. many did he get? He's he got exactly a hundred. <laughs> right, uh, that's two. Crouch, Crouch. Yep, yeah, a hundred as well. Um, Andy Cole. Andy Cole is up there. Yeah, it's third. Um, he scored one hundred eighty-seven goals. Uh, Henri. Henri, yeah, one hundred seventy-five. Um, Geeks. Giggs, yeah, Giggs is definitely there. Nice. Um, he scored 109. Um, five more. Five more. Um, oh, come on. I said his name as I introduced this. This. Yeah. Oh, God, that is no help. I've got like two second memory. Um, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Who was this quiz in honour of? I didn't actually hear. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Andy Um I'm going to go um, Skulls. Yep, Skulls is there, 107. Rooney. Yep, 195. Um, how many have I got now? Uh, you, you need three. You need, no, 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 no. You need three more. Three you more. Nine. Had, no, because you had... No, wait. No, he, he, he bit 12. And he's got nine. Big Les Ferdinand. Yeah. Yes, 149 goals. For QPR, Newcastle, Tottenham, Hotspur, West Ham, Leicester, and Bolton. Um, Ian Wright. Ian Wright. Ooh. <laughs> I can't find him, mate. Oh, no, here he is. What? Yeah. Ian Wright for Arsenal, West Ham. 113 Whoa. Premier oh, League goals. Snake team. One more. This is so dramatic. One more. Big uh, names here, mate. Big, big names. I'm trying to think which Albion players have scored that many, but I say I say you want to think of England strikers. England strikers. Well, the main man, Michael Owen. Then Michael Owen's one. there. Oh, he's done 150. it. 150. He's done it. Names you could have had. Yeah. Frank, Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Fowler, Jermaine Defoe, Teddy Sheringham, Robin Van Persie, Jimmy Floyd, Hasselbank, Robbie Keane, Nicholas Anelka. Dwight York, to name a few. Oh, I was thinking Stephen Gerrard was in there. And a couple Villa players, who I'm bigging up because I'm a big Villa fan. Emil Heskey, Darren Bent, and of course we mentioned Peter Crouch, who also featured for Villa. Heskey made it, did he? Heskey, Heskey did, Heskey. Heskey bagged paper. 110. Good quiz, that. Good, good. that was good. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, no music, which is a shame. But we're moving on, final bit. Predictions. 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 We're going to start with you, Andy. West Brom, Stoke. Big okay. game, Berahino's return. I think um, I think it'll be a fantastic one 0 victory for West Brom. West Brom. Um, Ron Dunn nodding it in about eighty eighth minute. Yeah, make sure get it on. Get your bets in now. Definitely, Tim. Nil nil. Nil nil. Awful awful game. Dreadful. I'm going for a score draw. I'm going for uh, Darren Fletcher first goal. Berahino, eighty eighth minute. Mm. 
purely, purely, purely for the narrative. Uh, moving on, Burton Wolves. Timothy. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Good game. Uh, Wolves full of confidence. Burton lost 2-0 at home to Fulham Wednesday night. I would be surprised if Wolves didn't win. So I'll go 2-0. You'll be there at the Pirelli, am I right? Oh yeah, tight, tight press box. Have you been there before? Tight. I went there for pre-season at the start of last season and it was tiny. It looks. It always looks pretty good, though. I've looked at it from the outside. Look, looks looks a good little ground. Yeah, no, it's nice. It's just tiny. There's uh, there's eleven hundred Wolves fans will be standing. Tonight. Mm. Oh wow! But there's there's a note on the email we got from the press team to say if you could leave any equipment in the press room before you go and sit. Oh, God, sit great the press box, sign. That would be preferable. Hope, <laughs> Jude is going to be loving that. Hopefully, the food's good. Uh, Andy, comfortable for the Wolves, I think, but not on a great run. Wolves on a good run. Um, 3-0 Wolves. Oh, wow. I've, yeah. I've actually got the same thing. 3-0 wow. Wolves. Uh, Held Acosta with a brace, I think. Uh, Walsall versus the Cobblers. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'm going to open this one. I'm going to say John Whitney John Whitney to guide them to a win at home at the Banks is 2-1. Yeah, I think a win by an odd goal. Maybe closer. 1-0. I'm going to go again. 2-0. Oh. <clears throat> and last game, Forest versus Villa. Ooh. Lansbury making the trip back to Nottingham. McCormack not playing. McCormack, uh, it's a loan deal, so I, yep. I, I get the feeling he won't be able to play. Uh, same thing for Shibola. Um mm, yeah. So I'm, I'm Villa's runs recently has been pretty poor, but my heart's telling my brain otherwise. Two 0 Villa. Wow. Come on, the Claret. Uh, two two. Forest score a lot, I think. Yeah, but they concede a lot as well. Two two. Yeah. yeah. Score draw one all. All right, that's it. That, 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 that about does it. Nathan Judah, I hope you've been listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Well, uh, <laughs> and I hope everyone else has enjoyed yeah, yeah. it, of course. Who cares about Judah? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care about us, clearly. Very true. Do you uh, enjoy that? that I right? did, yeah. I, I, I thought it was all right, yeah. Andy, debut, he's you in. Fantastic. I feel like it's been a warm hug oh, oh, to join you all. That's that, oh, that's what a lovely it. warm Podcast feeling. Over. What a line to finish on. Yeah, thanks a lot, everyone. Uh, I hope you enjoy the games this weekend. Bye bye. <laughs>